a doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. The doctor is in, and he's in at the Healing Revolution, and we were there, and we're still here. And that's why we're doing Advanced Medicine Monday on Sunday, but it's Monday. Just pretend. <laughs> Dr. Batar, what a great weekend. I'm so glad we were able to get together. And as much as you teased Ty, it was, actually, it was the highlight of the panel at the end of the day. You guys were going after each other, and the, they were rolling in the aisles with every dig. I don't know why they were rolling, because it wasn't funny. It was all serious stuff. It was serious? Yeah, we were we were seriously fighting. Okay, yeah. well, I don't know. But Did I, you see like Ty was bleeding? Ty bled? No, yeah. he didn't bleed, did, did he? Bleed? Only on the inside. Hey, Ty, come here. Internal, Ty, come here. Are you bleeding bleed. somewhere? Huh? Aren't you bleeding somewhere? Internal bleeding, maybe. I'm hurting. From oh, he's hurting. He's just internal. internal. It's just hurting, hurting his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking about? We We're actually to. recording right now for the show. Hey, you want to say hi? Uh, hey, so he's saying, you know, the, my, my girls are so cute, and he said, yeah, they take after your feminine side. <laughs> <laughs> they are very feminine, very, very beautiful little girls, all of them. Well, they have. They're lucky that they have a mother and a father that's so feminine. <laughs> And that's the that's the kind of fun we had together. Can you imagine? Well, uh, poor Bryce, Bryce. If you ever need a good mask and role model, you come hang out with me, okay? Right? Okay. <laughs> oh man, there's the Bollinger family heading on out, and we are doing again a little bonus Advanced Medicine Monday segment with the energy healing that we were feeling from the Healing Revolution Summit. Love to you guys. Safe journey. Take you guys. Right? We got that. All right. And. Uh, Bye. Advanced medicine happens every day of the week. Go, it's okay. Take pictures. It's all right. <laughs> it's picture session. I feel like well. a chimpanzee in the zoo. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. He's a, he's a star, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it, but but you know that's what I was mentioning. Yes, on yesterday's show, Doctor Batar, how people will come up to us and you if they hear you on the radio for years and they've never met you, they're so excited. It's sort of like you're larger than life and you are a big guy. We know that. But the reality is when we kid around and the way you do that with Ty, it's so disarming and it helps people to, to realize that, listen, we're, you know, we're all here for a purpose and a reason and, and we're accessible ultimately. I mean, obviously not in the midst of seeing patients, but out here in this environment, it changes the way people perceive, I think. Yeah, that's probably true. And I think it's uh, important too that for doctors that are out there the approachability aspect and I'm not saying making one available all the time or anything like that but what I mean is approachability that one of the challenges that I've had is to overcome a patient's hesitation Mm -hmm. to connect or intim- like an in, in intimidation in their own minds are intimidated. By, by, by doctor, right. Or right. they'll say, you know, well, my doctor's told me to do this. And it's almost like God's told them to do this. And that's one reason they're so against, you know, they, they're so resistant to going against their doctor's advice. Right. And I have to remind them. And, you know, and, and same thing with me. I tell people when they want to follow my word like gospel, and I have to tell them, look, just because I said it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. I could be biased. I could be wrong. I could be trying to pull the cover over your eyes. You have a brain. Follow your own instinct. Follow your guidance. Follow your intuition. Follow your sixth sense. Does it intellectually resonate with you? Does mm-hmm. it, you know, the vibration feel right to you? And we've talked about this numerous oh, times yeah, on the show, yeah. obviously. But I think that what you were the point that you were bringing up when when it's disarming, when you know you're being jovial and, and laughing and and cutting up. 
I think it's important for a patient, too, to see that because it allows them to uh, increase their uh, confidence level that they can actually not connect with the individual. Right. Because I want people to understand the doctors are no different than anybody else. We mm-hmm. put our pants on the same way as everybody else. You know? Right, right. Hopefully, most of us take our pants off before we do our business. Eventually, you know, we, we yes. talked about that, right? Yes. Another show about the, the right steps. You know? Yeah, the, the steps are in, the, in, in order. In order, well, right? right? Because the people saying, well, how, on a side note, somebody had brought up the point, well, how how important realistically is it how you you know what steps you do something in and I said well if you don't think that's important to do steps in a certain order then you know next time you go to the bathroom don't pull down your pants and you know go to the bathroom first and then pull down your pants after right. then tell me that it's not important in the order in which you do things but the point again is that <laughs> yeah. we want to make sure that we're doing things in the right order and mm-hmm. one of those components is when you've got a patient that comes to you you have to be able to connect with that individual and instill the confidence in them that you have the ability to help them. And sometimes all that is, is just putting your hand on the patient's shoulder. Mm-hmm. And that's all the connection that you need because the physical connection that takes place. And of course, I think a couple of years ago, two and a half, maybe three years ago, you and I talked about this in one of our first shows, mm-hmm. you know, about the appropriateness of also putting your right, hands on right. the patient. How that's so. changed because it, it's funny, Dr. King over the weekend talked about, the, you know, the touch. It's the healing touch as well. And that's become so corrupted, that concept of touch right. because of, you know, a, a, a weird... Uh, imbalance out there, right. you know, that, that of course, the nurses, you know, in, in the history of nursing, were all about touch. It was all about the human element. We go into uh, Skinner's work in psychology and how they raised the, the monkeys with just a mesh kind of thing that was like these. They were yeah, damaged yeah, forever. Yeah, exactly. And that touch is so very real, but it's been almost purposefully corrupted because they know you can manipulate a people that have such trauma from childhood. Right. And we were raising a, a culture of trauma. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The, the need for touch for a baby to have the touch of the mother has mm-hmm. been shown in numerous studies how critical it is to the various developmental stages uh, that, are, that are necessary for normal functioning later mm-hmm. on in life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, another thing that we did on the panel, which was, again, it was a lot of fun. We had uh, Dr. Gary Gordon on there. And, uh, you know, he's in a living institution in a lot of ways. He's done a lot of good, although he, he, he couldn't wait to sell something. That's always <laughs> a, I'll just admit that. I know that's just him. But uh, he's a funny guy. But I respect him for the things he's done. No, don't get me wrong, uh, but the uh, uh, Paul, our good very friend, good Paul, observation, yeah, so, <laughs> a, very, a good friend of ours, Paul Bertero, uh, You know he's got the water. He uh, he wrapped Josh up. Josh making faces. Is he trying to get his throws off? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, he, he made the observation similar to how we opened uh, a little bit today uh, about the, the you know the trusting the doctor thing. The thing is, who can you really trust? I mean, the thing learning to trust yourself, learning to listen to that uh, that voice that that is the creator mm-hmm. speaking to mm-hmm. us, and that even if we have to, or especially when we have to seek help from a doctor or somebody, some expert in some field, that, that whatever they're telling you should at some level resonate with you, that you don't just disconnect from common sense or something that would say, no, what they're saying, just as you said, what I'm saying might not be right for you, that you have to take it upon yourself because we for too long have put docs and other people in the world up in a worshipful per- perspective or position, and that's been much to our de- detriment. So. Absolutely. That for me was another profound, a beautiful, profound way where we wrapped up that uh, that panel discussion. Yeah, I think yeah. that the, the questions that uh, was it Marlon Marlon yeah. Marlon asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do I, I kept calling him Melvin Marlon? <laughs> yes, asked. I think that that was a really good question, and the way that some of the people answered it, you know, it was it was good. And mm-hmm. I think Ty's uh, answer and Paul's answer, um, you know, for me personally. You know, trusting ourselves, that's what my answer was, that the greatest barriers to release your uh, self or or to trust yourself, to trust your intuition, your instinct, 
is all these components were they were they were really well answered to a question that I thought was a perfect conclusion to yeah and of course if, if you don't know Marlon we've talked about over the years he's, he's the, the one with the kids that needed the psychiatric evaluation right they picked us over yeah, Disney they wa- World they wanted to see us instead of Disney yeah. and, and what a neat family though and he you know it was a bright light to ask Actually, the question the good news was I found out that the wife is the only one that doesn't need psychiatric help but she <laughs> voted for Disney she voted for Disney <laughs> that was funny he called her out yeah. right? she's in trouble Aretha uh, but anyway it was just so much fun to do that but also to get to, to some there were some really deep philosophical stuff, but with a lot of practical application yep. that occurred, which is what I would always hope when we come together at these things, rather than being just mechanistic views, even if they're helpful, and that alone. You know, they're, they're, where's the heart in that? And I think here, and, and you've you've achieved that in so much of what you present and what we've done at the advanced sentiment, seminars, to also bring the heart of healing to what we're doing. Yeah, and I think the heart of healing is probably, if, if you have to summarize, you know, what is the one thing that's missing in med- modern medicine? That's probably it, Robert, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the abandonment uh, of uh, I, you know I've said it this way the spiritual side of life. That's exactly right? what yeah. when before you even said it just now yeah. when you hesitated. That's exactly what I was thinking. This that's the only way to put it: the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people. I, I don't. I didn't get any sense that anybody was shut down to that discussion. No, in fact, you know, if somebody is shut down to that, then they have the seventh toxicity, spiritual toxicity, because healing is a spiritual event, and, you know, spirituality and healing, uh, that's one reason I feel that the work of healing the body is more spiritual work than the most holy work that anyone can do. Mm-hmm. It, it is a spiritual component, and it's probably more spiritual than anything else we could be doing. Right. By the way, uh, I, I've got a copy I'm just holding up here right now, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. It's still extraordinary. People are still loving it every time the new people that find it. Uh, and you do go in even the spiritual toxicity issue, which is, I believe, is as as important as you say. Because uh, when I woke to this realization that my body had been polluted, and that my body, of course, was a temple, if I understood the basic teachings, that my goal from that point on would be to somehow purify it. And in turn, of course, everything else, as above, so below, would happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, I don't know, let me ask you this. Can we overemphasize, we got about a minute and a half, can we overemphasize the focus on only the physical or will opening up the physical healing naturally extend to that spiritual place? Or is it something that we have to consciously go for? Uh, you know, I think that's a good question, and you probably know the answer as well as I do. And I think the answer may vary for individual to individual, but for me, it's about balance. And I think that you have to have a balance of, you know, what, for example, what does um, exercise have to do with prayer and meditation? Well, many times when I'm exercising, I do find myself in that state. Or... When you're in the state of uh, meditation, mm-hmm. um, I do my breathing exercises, but I actually ap- add motion to it. Um, when I do it regularly, when I did it regularly for almost eight years of my life, and I actually haven't been doing it in the last probably nine months, and I've, I've missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, just just experimenting with different things. But putting motion, putting some type of body movement in with your meditative practice or prayer practice, it, it means something. And all these components, in fact, all the nine steps, they all have an intricate, uh, almost like a, they're weave, woven together. And right. so each one has a different component. But individual and together, they actually are greater than the sum of the individual parts. Yeah. Weaving those steps together, we're going to do that together here at the Healing Revolution Summit. A gift of healing keeps on giving. It's abundant. It's only we that sometimes get in our own way. We're going to try to get out of our own way after this break. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. One of my favorite topics uh, to discuss all the time and with Dr. Batar about uh, the spiritual healing aspect is the obstacles thrown in our way to recovery or achieving anything. At the, at the proverbial end of the day, doesn't it usually end up to be of our own making? Like we've somehow created these things that we perceive to be outside of ourselves? You know, I would have to agree with that. Uh, but I also believe that sometimes it, whether whether I don't look at really where did they come from necessarily, Robert. But mm-hmm. what I do look at is the timing of them. Yeah. They actually always follow a pattern. And those things that we tend to resist will persist. And I think that's maybe the when what you're talking about, you know, that we it's the, of our own making the block. Right, right. Maybe it's because what we're resisting we're, is, is persisting. And so we keep on seeing it coming up and then we become more aware that we're the ones that are creating that, that blockage. So that, I agree with that mm-hmm. part of it. But the other aspect, too, is that a lot of times these are the universal conscious... Um, Consciousness is yes. <laughs> possessive, right? Yes. A way of testing our resolve, maybe right. setting up those speed bumps to see at what point um, are we willing to, at what point are we going to quit? And those that don't quit are the ones that actually end up ultimately reaping the benefit. That is one of the biggest things on this journey. Uh, uh, when we're faced with a challenge or an obstacle, do we just, oh, that means the universe doesn't want us to do it, right? Have you heard that? Yeah, absolutely. Versus, you no, know, you got to buckle up and buckle right. down and do it even more because right. they're challenging you. Exactly. To, to me, that that's what it is. It's the universe. Is, the more ridiculously difficult it becomes, the more the universe is testing your resolve. And I have found that I, certain things have happened. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, mm-hmm. Going to the medical board, one of the one of the hardest cases where we actually ended up setting up the precedence internationally or nationally setting up the precedence where we forced the medical board to have to sign a consent order, which has never been done before. Yes, and all the things that happened up to that point, even driving to the courthouse that day, my car has never given me a problem. Starts having smoke coming out of the front, and the car's not going, and it's like barely moving. And I'm laughing, I'm laughing, yeah. literally laughing aloud. You're seeing and it in real time, exactly, because I knew, I already knew the outcome. We already won. I, I could tell that that's what happened. And when we were in there, that's when the you know attorney for the medical board had said to the judge, you know, judge, I don't understand why Doctor Batars made this huge thing out of nothing. You know, it's made a mountain out of a molehill. He goes, doctors uh, look forward to why, in fact, they look, uh, they, they they seek the opportunity to explain their practice of medicine when. Uh, asked by the medical board. Right. And the judge kind of lowered his bifocals and looked at the attorney. He says, yeah, that's like uh, you welcoming the bar association when they come knocking on your door, right? Shut up and sit down. I mean, that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah. So that's it was, classic. Yeah, so it's one of those type of things. That was the outcome, you know, a couple hours later after my car was smoking, not even let me get, I had to walk the last mile to the courthouse, you know, right. but, but I was laughing about it. So the point is, when you're, in fact, I know we talked about this on the show yeah. a number of years ago. Remember the guy that was a blind guy that was going to climb Mount Everest and he wasn't going to quit and when he finally just couldn't do it anymore, mm-hmm. he put a stake in the ground and then, and then they took him back down. And later when they went up with the chopper to see how far he got, he was like 12 feet from the summit. Right. You know? Yes, yes. I so remember. The, my children have been actually trained that the only way you can ever fail, mm-hmm. the only way you can fail is if you quit. Yeah. If you don't quit and you never achieve, you still didn't fail. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you ha- if your destination is somewhere and you are crawling in your last breath and you still don't make it there, nobody can say that you failed. Because you didn't quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, did, you didn't achieve what your, your goal may have been, but you didn't fail. Right. 
The only way you can fail is if you quit. Quit, if you exactly. Stop if you give up. Well, the thing is, I, I find there's a lot of tenacity uh, in the group here. Uh, it's not people who are quitters or giving up. They might recognize the, the daunting challenge that we have facing down, for instance, a, a med- medical, military, pharmaceutical, industrial complex. But I didn't see people cowering in fear here. I know we were among a lot of compadres in this sense, but but still, I think the, the, the mission that we're here to do is not one necessarily to defeat the enemy. Does that make sense as yeah, much as to out-create them yeah, or well, something? Or? You know, that's a, really good, that's a really good analogy. In fact, look at this as cancer, mm-hmm. right? You, you, those that try to kill the cancer, that's one reason they fail. Because cancer, what was cancer before it became cancer? It was normal, healthy cells. Yeah. Similarly here, these people that we're you know, considering ourselves in conflict with, they're also part of humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we have to appreciate and understand the role that they're playing. And in fact, how can you appreciate the light if you've never experienced the darkness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, they're playing an important role. But a lot of them are doing what they think is right. They inherently believe that they are right because they have been duped just mm-hmm. like the rest of the population has. Uh, the ones that actually know what's maybe going on, they're much higher up. And so they have created... All these organizations and all these societies, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. you know, the FDA and all the three, four-letter right, organizations, well. they're, they're thinking that they're really doing the best they can. But it's, it's confusing to navigate that. Well, let's, let's navigate a little bit more like the, the analogy of addressing cancer when we get back from this break. It's Advanced Medicine Monday. You're listening to Dr. Rashid Batar on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. If you're not sure where to find more about Dr. Batar, it's drbuttar.com. We have it always linked up in the show notes as well as links to the international bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, and a lot more. Uh, they're all linked there. They're called hyperlinks if you're, if you're new to the internet. I don't think you are if you listen to this show. <laughs> but Dr. Batar is with me. Uh, Healing Revolution Summit keeps on going here. We are talking about something about obstacles, the concepts of killing cancer. You mentioned the only way you can fail is if you quit. Uh, but coming back to the battle on cancer. We've even talked about Brzezinski and you've recognized or rec- you've said that some of his patients have come to you with recurrence. And I've we interviewed uh, Brzezinski, very intelligent man. I Absolutely. mean, he's far in on the academic PhD side as well. He's, nobody would say he's not. But his focus, of course, is narrow as they are in academia, t- yeah. typically. Uh, they'll look at the, the, the tree instead of the whole forest. So he says, I've developed a, this thing that will eradicate, particularly in brain cancer. It'll attack those cells, but not others. But the bigger picture, and I think that was... Kind of where I wanted to go with this is seeing that it's not just about killing stuff, right? And we're we're easily manipulated as humans. I mean, how long have been wars going on on this planet right. throughout history? Right. How, when when do we learn and go? You know, there might be a different way to deal with the stuff, the obstacles, the people that may not agree with us. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't even gotten into it, Robert. And you were already tracking exactly what I was where I was going with this. That's exactly the point. That mm-hmm. sometimes it's not the. Uh, head-on collision destruction, uh, but it's actually <clears throat> sometimes 
understanding where you are and understanding that sometimes it's the opposite side's lack of understanding. So in a cancer situation, cancer doesn't need to be killed. Cancer is a symptom of a greater problem. And the greater problem is either one, toxicity, or two, a specific malnourishment at a specific point where it actually started the way the cancer started, and usually a combination of both. And I think that the cancer or the cancer cell, the first cancer cell, is actually a last-ditch effort for, the, for that cell to try to survive. It's in a desperate state. It's a last effort. Just like the last thing that a tree does before it dies, it, it rapidly pollinates. Similarly, the cell is, goes into a rapidly proliferative state trying to survive. And that's all it is. So now, if you can give that cell everything that it needs and take away what it doesn't need of what's causing mm-hmm. the blocks, as you will, or the, 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 the things that are preventing it, from functioning normally, right. if you can eliminate that and give it what it needs, is there a possibility, is there a chance, however remote it may be, that you can revert that cell back to the normal state? Well, yes, of course it is possible, and that's exactly what we want to do. So when we're talking about the conflict with some of these uh, individuals or organizations that are promoting more misinformation, is it possible rather than engaging with them, is it possible that we can help them to understand? Absolutely. is. I'm not saying that's always going to be the solution. I'm not saying that every every time we're going to be successful. But you will see that why are there more and more people? You've observed this. I've observed this. Ty's talked about observing it. Dr. King mentioned it. I mean, everybody's talking about the same thing. The observation is over the last few years, five, six, ten years, more and more people are becoming aware. Why are they becoming aware? Mm -hmm. You know, there's no... You don't see more about this in the media, you know? Yeah, it's not like they're advertising. Exactly. Buy now, 60 seconds to awareness, exactly. right? It's not, it's not that. It's, right. not, it's something it's else. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah. coming from... Because, you know, the way the advertising world has worked is, is propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there can be positive propaganda. You can, you know, repeat positive things as well. But that's typically not going to result in, in massive riches, except for a few people that have, you know, kind of uh, sent that thing through. I think things like The Secret, people bought it, right? Mm-hmm. But it isn't even necessary. But... The idea here is this is coming from a far higher place. Absolutely. It's it's resonating with individuals, uh, transcending boundaries of geography, of race, of ethical, you know, differences. Religious differences as well. Educational differences, you know, Mm -hmm. goes crosses socioeconomical boundaries. And so it it is an awareness that's increasing. It's increasing, I believe, at an exponential rate. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is indicative of the coming age that, uh, you know, you and I have talked about what I... Uh, mentioned on the air a couple of uh, maybe a year ago when we talked about post two thousand sure twelve a new golden age of some kind exactly right? yeah. exactly yeah and so um, you know the the awareness is there people are becoming more aware and and you see things happening even. Uh, even things that you would never imagine. For example, the president of Aetna Insurance talking about how uh, integrative medicine and, and non-conventional medical therapies must be included. And then you're learning his own story about you know where his own health challenges and his son's own health challenges were. And these type of things are happening constantly. I think the the uh, little article on the phone you showed me yesterday, which I, I don't even know what we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, that's right. We haven't talked about that on the air yet. But uh, evidently, a woman who challenged the uh, flu shot policy of a hospital. Right. She's a uh, nurse. A nurse, right. right. And uh, they went to the state court in New Jersey, of all places. And won. And and she won. They uh, said, yeah, you, you're violating this woman's right to refuse, because she said it's not a religious belief, right? Because right? right. we, we've talked about that, and it's like, wait a second. And we've had a lot of people on the show, nurses and doctors have called in, I mean, at least two or three times yeah. of, of this own issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a nurse. I don't want to take the flu shot. What do I do? 
And one nurse actually talked about, okay, then she'd have to just quit her job. And, and right. that's what they want to do. And she did lose her job over this. Right. And, and, this and the suit said no you, and because that she was denied uh, unemployment and other things that were supposed to happen. And they said, no, can't do that. Not, not good. So uh, that's, a, that's a major transformation. Absolutely. If that sweeps, that'll, that could be very interesting. First precedence in yeah. things. Yeah. Big, oh, Josh, take care, buddy. I'm glad Josh is leaving. He can't make any funny faces anymore. No more. Trying to distract try, us. Trying to distract us, Josh. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Paybacks, <laughs> paybacks are hell, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you. No, Josh, Josh keeps a lot of things going. And if you ever uh, listen to the Medical Rewind, which is an easy way to listen to the archives of the, of the advanced medicine segments that we do each week, uh, he, he makes it easy. He's automated away so Super Don gets things to him in that right. way. So it makes it easy for everybody to plug into the wisdom of Dr. Bittar and, and the silliness, too, because we have that silly side come out. Not me. No, never. never. No, of course not. not. Of course, he's very serious. That's very right. serious. Absolutely. What, what are you doing? Elijah's holding up your book. Have you read Dr. Batar's book? You haven't yet. You're going to have to read that next. Yeah, his thumbs up All right, on that. Good. That's good. <laughs> he's at that point, age of curiosity, 14 yeah. now, where he's starting to dig in. He's been looking at Ty's books. Uh-oh. Big oh, trouble, yeah. right? <laughs> well, Ty's books are easy, though, because they've got a lot of stick figures. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of imagery. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, he's good at doing it that way. That yeah. is for sure. <laughs> so the resonating, uh, we've, we've had that. Uh, let's talk about this. Like when we want people to come to these advanced medicine seminars when they happen or this Healing Revolution Summit, I heard from folks that said, you know, it was hard for me to make it. I almost didn't come, but they always say, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. That something happens that's beyond the ability to even read your book. There's something that happens when we're together. There's something, there's a plus factor there. Yeah. And again, I think it's, uh, it's again, that test that we are being faced with, that being tested with, to see what is our resolve to do it. I actually, before I used to do the uh, AMSPA courses, before we'd actually started a conference with, with the doctors, I would always ask how many people had a difficult time actually getting here. And mm-hmm. I would tell you, Robert, that probably every time of nine conferences, I bet you more than 50% of the people... Mm-hmm expressed some type of difficulty in trying to get there whether it was like the week before or you know something to do with patients or some family member got sick or you know right. they missed their flights or you know the storm or whatever i'd say at least half the time people that were in attendance said that it almost became impossible for them to get there and and they got there and then they were grateful that they got there because then they, in retrospect they were mm-hmm. able to see clearly that there was something that was trying to prevent them trying to test their resolve right how serious are you really are you really willing to do this and you know one of the things i i, I do this with people all the time i test their resolve you know before the courses would start going and i do this with patients too are you sure that this is what you want because once the door opens and you see the light yeah you cannot go back into the darkness it is impossible right you know and one it, last chance to stay in ignorance it, exactly yeah. you know keep your head in, in the sand and you know mm-hmm. blah 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 i can't hear you i can't see you, <laughs> yes, that type of yes. thing. but once you've opened it you know you can't go back into it and i'll tell you that um those people that take that leap and step out into that light mm-hmm. they never regret it that's the one thing yeah it may be painful but yes. They never regret it. Yeah. Well, they say you can't unring the bell, right? That's right. That's and this right. bell's been ringing a long time now, and and I'm loving it. It's great. Great to ring it with you, Doctor Batar. The plus factor being together, uh, and yeah, that's true. You get out of your comfort zone. It's, 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 I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you up. There's something that came into my mind, and I, and I had to say it. What? It's it's great doing this with you too, Robert, because you're so fabulous. <laughs> so fabulous. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks a lot, mom. Yeah. So for people that don't know what happened, Robert's mom just left, and she just you know gave him a kiss and a hug and told him how fabulous he was. And he's really telling you, like you needed to know that. And, and right? I was like, you know, I think he, he 
look even more fabulous in a skirt. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, wait till I put on the yellow boa. Yeah, it'll be looking lovely. Uh, you know, but that's mom. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, Moms absolutely. do no, that. But, you know, that's why it's, it is good to do this with you because mm-hmm. it, uh, it's, um, it's almost like um, we were talking about plugging in, mm-hmm. you know, for a conference like this. It's like yeah. recharging your batteries. And so I'm really blessed that I'm able to recharge every week and yeah. it makes it easy and yeah. sometimes it's a pain in the butt to you know, break away and I know it's a pain in the butt especially when I tell you I'm going to be somewhere at a certain time you don't know there. what kind of butt pain <laughs> oh man hemorrhoids I don't know yeah. but yeah but but achieving this together like I said it's worth it it, it is, is so worth it because yeah. of what what comes together there's Dr. Michael Haley hey from our friends at Stockton Allo One yeah. and uh, you know the, the coming together like this again it is worth the effort is Absolutely. the point Absolutely. if it were easy uh Okay, I take that a little bit occasionally. But, yeah, you know, you value it that much more. And I think the people around the world tend to at least what they tell us, uh, and even in person more when they come up and they're just so, you know, they're they're gushing with gratitude. They want to give you a hug. They just want to say thank you. And I'm thankful to them for not only taking the time to listen but then telling others. And that's all, you know, the way this has grown is not because we've advertised all over the planet. Literally, I can't wait to tell my friends. I had, uh, you know, we came out with our little book together, Ty. And I just a basic primer with the the silver aloe protocol, and then this woman. Well, if it's with Ty, you know, it has to be basic. Basic, of course, right. with lots of pictures. Yeah, exactly. Which makes it fun for yeah. people. But <laughs> but this United Airlines pilot comes to us in Chicago and says, "I heard you talk. Oh, I love your show." And and you know, mentions you as well. But she buys twenty of the books just to give out. You know, that's the kind of excitement yeah. and enthusiasm. And I know people have done that with the nine steps as well. Sure, it absolutely. becomes a gift of healing because I can't tell you all this, but read this book. Yeah. Right? No, it's happened. It's happened many times, and you're right. That's a uh, uh, well, you can't you can't even uh, express adequately in words that kind of a feeling. It's it's mm-hmm. very very cool. <laughs> it is, it is, and and you know all the best marketers in the world they'll they'll tell you that yeah word of mouth is good, but they they can't make it happen. It yeah. can't be done artificially. Yeah, as much as they can do a lot of things artificially through money, even trying to do that it will sputter out because people will not have the motivation to do it. It's coming from within. Yeah. And that within is coming from above, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. So, uh, let's see. I don't know if we d- got distracted from the cancer battle or not, the whole idea of killing cancer versus clearing the terrain. But in that bigger context of, uh, of doing battle with the bad guys, the big baddies, whether it be FDA as well, I'm so much encouraging that idea of unplugging from them. How that conduit of energy we're giving them. Yeah, actually, you know, it brings to mind a story about a doctor that is now in Germany, American doctor that did a lot of work here. Um, I'll, I'll just say his name, Dr. Lentz, uh, did some pretty interesting things with uh, filtering certain components of blood dealing with cancer and presented the information to the FDA. And it was interesting, the FDA rejected him, but as he walked out, one of the doctors hold on we're gonna find this is a cliffhanger moment as he walked out remember that we're gonna come back and find out what happened to this doctor from germany after the break here on advanced medicine monday on the robert scott bell show with dr Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, so this German doctor walks into the FDA. No, didn't walk in. Submitted 
information about purifying it's blood. Like a joke when you I, I, I did. I tried yeah. it. I was like, what happens next, right? But it was a cliffhanger. It's like I want to know. So he, he submits information about filtering the blood. For well, it's a it's a certain technique. Um, Doctor Lance he used to be in I think Tennessee, but anyway, he's in Germany now. But uh, the the bottom line was just just the system, how the system works. He gave all the data. And the FDA rejected it, and one of the doctors in the panel, who was part of the group that rejected it, as he left the examination room or the the, the room where they had this uh, discussion, uh, followed him out in the hallway and asked him about getting access to that treatment for his wife who had cancer. So I found that ironical that you you reject something, but then you want to be able to use it for your own family and friends. And there are many, many people like this Mm -hmm. that have been... That have made that transition, where because of their own family member, you know, Dan Burton, uh, the congressman from Indiana, who has been a very, very outspoken advocate uh, for eliminating thimerosal vaccines and, and mm-hmm. such. You know, he got involved with this because of his grandchild. And a lot of people get involved because of their own personal situation. I think many of the healers here, if you were to query them, how did you get into this? Yeah. Well, they had a health crisis that Themselves, you, right. you had to overcome. Exactly. You know. and, and the conventional st- side of the house did not provide either any solutions or the solutions that they provided were inadequate. And so they were forced. You know, they say there's an old... I've had people ask me what motivated me. And, you know, I can tell you that... Desperation is the mother of all innovation. They, that's an old saying, and, yeah. and uh, so. But in, in the truth uh, of the, if you look at the entire um, energetic basis of this, we were all meant to do what we're doing, and we're led here. Whether it was mm-hmm. we thought we were in control of it or we weren't, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that song by Narls Barkey we were talking about. Yes, you know, yes. It, it says in that you know you think you're in control, bless your soul. Yeah, you know, so we're we're not in control. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing uh, energetically. I think it's all coming. It's all coming about the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been orchestrated better. If you had, yeah, it's it is that's literally the word. It's beautiful. It's the way. It's beautiful. Fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely fabulous. fabulous. <laughs> and you know, at this moment in time, again, I'm watching all of our kids play together this weekend as well. And you know, these special souls that they are. They have. They also have a kinship. They know each other. There's an energy that's you know I find quite different than certain other groups that come together because we're aligned in mission in many ways, and these are our kids. Now whether they follow in our footsteps directly or not, there is some relationship that you can sense and see. And of course, our goal for them when we're long gone that they have a better place to live in. Absolutely, a better place to live in, and and, and, a, and a, a framework within which they are able to achieve their. Um, potential mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in not being hindered, you know, meaning that they haven't been vaccinated and right. uh, been, ha- undergone a developmental delay and aren't uh, under the influence of drugs that are going to prevent them from having the full potential, the cognitive abilities, etc., etc., physical abilities, etc. And, and they're going to find their own set of challenges. Absolutely. You know, it's not that, oh my gosh, we cleared them up and they're not being hammered with mercury. Life is still life. There'll be other challenges, but our perception would be that there'd be challenges, you know, of a higher order. Yes. Right? Yeah. Instead of having to, how do I get through this physical shell that's been corrupted and polluted. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, you know, I told that story of my youngest, uh, Rahan, who was here. Uh, we call him Hani, but yeah, when he was a year and a half old till he was about three years old, every day, twice a day, morning and evening, when it was time to brush his teeth, I have no idea where he got this from, but he would put up his little finger, his head down, and say, does this have fluoride in it? Now, I don't, I don't ever remember talking to him about fluoride, but you know, that awareness that you're talking about, that, yeah, you're right, these kids have an awareness, a, a much better awareness than we ever had, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that, and hopefully they will be the ones that allow the world to, you know, mm-hmm. excel 
the way it's supposed to in the next generation. Yeah, so do we have any upcoming, we've got about a minute or so left, uh, do we have any upcoming events after this one that, that I know eventually the healing revolution transforms in so many ways, and of course we've been doing revolutionary work, you have, and the advanced medicine seminars, uh, is there any more concrete information we can release or is it still pending? Uh, the, the advanced medicine seminars, uh, we, we will release that information, but I can tell you that 2015 will be much bigger and much wider spread. Uh, and and uh, whether people have heard the message from uh, the show or, or through the web, uh, but I think they'll be seeing it in many other venues that will be f- even more easily mm-hmm. uh, viewable and discernible. Right. Uh, so it'll be more right in people's faces now. So hopefully, um, well, you you have you have seen a little segment of the. Did Josh send you the video deck? I haven't gotten to watch it, okay. but I, I'll, I may comment it with you later when yeah. we talk about it. We won't it, talk. Yeah, we won't. Yeah. Say, we can't say too much about it because very exciting. Some strategy aspects. Yeah, so. yeah, very exciting things. Well, that's a wrap. Advanced Medicine Monday. What a wonderful weekend we had together. It continues to give the gift of healing. If you haven't gotten the nine steps to keep the doctor away, what are you waiting for? Get it, and we'll be back next week with Doctor Batar. In the meantime, we have one thing left to tell you. So that is the power to, to heal, heal is yours. yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.